Welcome to Macro Monday on Investec Focus Radio SA, a podcast about what's driving global and local markets. I'm Chris Holdsworth, Chief Investment Strategist at Investec Wealth and Investment. Every Monday morning, I'll update you on key developments from the past week and what you need to know about the week ahead. If you'd prefer to watch a video with the graphs and charts I referred to in the podcast, just go to investec.com forward slash Macro Monday. Good morning. Last week, our Global Investment Strategy Group met. We're going to run through some of the outputs of that meeting. And in addition, we'll have a look at some of the latest high-frequency indicators with regards to the probability of recession in the U.S. And we'll have a look at the inflation outlook more broadly across the globe. We'll have a look at that inflation print in SA, which came out last week, and the MPC meeting, which also occurred last week. We're going to start off with the output of our Global Investment Strategy Group. This is a committee which sits at the very top of our investment process. It's populated by senior investment professionals in our UK, Switzerland and SA offices. And the primary purpose of that group is to come up with a view on risk. Should we be risk on or risk off across the firm? And we've been risk off for some time, which has been the right call over the past two years as equities globally have materially underperformed cash and we've retained our negative risk score. On a score from minus three to plus three, we're at minus 0.5, so mildly negative. Part of the reason why we're negative is the dim outlook for economic growth over the coming year. The consensus forecast at the moment is that US economic growth will slow to 1% next year. European growth is likely to be around 1%. Japanese growth is likely to be around 1%. South African growth is likely to be around 1% or so. This is not the sort of environment where you get strong equity returns as a starting point. The good news is that inflation is coming down. It's come down quite materially already over the past year or so, and we expect that it's going to continue to come down. The current consensus forecast is that U.S. inflation will average about 2.7% next year. We think it's going to surprise on the downside, both in Europe and in the ECB. So you've got these two contrasting forces, declining growth as we inch towards a recession in the U.S. and a recession in Europe. But with that will come lower inflation, and that will allow accelerated rate cuts from central banks. And that takes us to valuation. Now, whichever way you look at it, the U.S. trades at a premium multiple relative to the rest of the globe. Our own model suggests that the U.S. market is well above fair value, while, for example, the European market is around 10% below fair value. And you get similar results if you look at it from a price-to-book, a price-to-earnings, or EV EBITDA perspective. You end up with this this very extended multiple in the U.S. relative to the rest of the globe. Now, that extended multiple is in part explained by a very high return on equity in the U.S. market, particularly for the tech sector, which is a large weight in the market. And the net result of that is that U.S. return on equity has been well above that of the rest of the globe. And with that has been significantly higher margins than we've been accustomed to over the past 20 years or so. So the key question for the U.S. market, aside from the macro outlook, which we touched on earlier, is the extent to which margins are likely to remain high and with that very high return on equity. Should it be the case that margins persist at an elevated level, then the downturn in the U.S. equity market is likely to be much smaller than we would have traditionally have seen during the recession. So it's, it is a key call. And it's not impossible that new developments in tech mean that margins persist at elevated levels over the foreseeable future. And that's one reason why we're not too risk off with a risk of just minus 0.5. The two positive factors being, as mentioned, inflation is coming down and likely to surprise on the downside. And margins so far have proven to be quite sticky. The downside, of course, being that the economic outlook looks pretty dim at this point, And starting multiples are still pretty elevated. 
So all told, we think that the negatives outweigh the positives still at this point and remain underweight risk across the globe. Now delving into the macro outlook a bit more precisely, you can see that the leading indicator is down again. It's been now been down for 19 months in a row. So often the case that you see something like that, and that does suggest that a recession's on the way. If you look at the year-on-year -year change in the leading indicator in the US, it's now down 7.5% year-on-year, and that's typically the point at which a recession starts. And there are a range of other factors that we look at too, which all suggest that the US economy is likely to slow from around now, and we still think likely to enter into a recession. The problem is the market at the moment only expects a 50% chance of a recession in the US. We think the probability is, is much higher. And as a result, there's a non-negligible chance that as we proceed over the coming six months, the growth data that comes out of the US is likely to materially surprise on the downside. And as you see consensus revising up the probability of a recession that is likely to come with some pretty heavy headwinds for equity markets across the globe, but the US in particular. One other reason for concern is despite the opaque outlook over the next 12 months or so, we've got a US election with an environment too, which just raises uncertainty. We find that volatility at the moment in the US is remarkably low, very close to post-COVID lows. And it's not just the US. If you look at implied volatility for the US, for Europe, the UK, they're all sitting at post-COVID lows. Now, the problem is typically when volatility picks up, it comes with negative equity returns. So this is just one other reason to expect that equity returns are likely to be weak for the foreseeable future. Switching to South Africa, we had a CPI print come out last week. It was well above the consensus forecast. It came out at 5.9%. And there are three primary reasons why inflation picked up to the extent that it did. The first was fuel. Fuel prices were up over 5% month on month. The second is food. Food prices were close to 2% month on month. And the third, which is much less important, but nonetheless played a part, was that hotel prices picked up quite materially during the month of October, according to StatSA. Now, we've adjusted our model. We've taken into account the latest price increases. We've also taken into account some of our forward-looking estimates. For example, we still expect a fuel price cut of around about one rand a litre from the beginning of next month. We plug that all in, and we still see that inflation is likely to be within the band in SA for the foreseeable future. The market expects to see a rate cut from around about May next year and one more at the back end of next year, so two 25 cuts. We think it's more likely that we're going to see a cut from the Saab around Q1 next year with more cuts to come. So we have a more optimistic outlook for the interest rate environment in SA than the consensus at this point. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. That's all for this episode. Do tune in next week for more investment insights from me, Chris Holdsworth, and the Investec Wealth and Investment team. If you haven't yet added us to your podcast feed, you can subscribe to Investec Focus Radio SA wherever you listen. And please take a minute to rate our podcast so we can surface this content to the broader investment community. If you want to see the graphs that are referenced in the podcast, you can watch a video version of this recording at investec.com forward slash macromonday. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of Investec Wealth and Investment International and should not be taken as advice, guidance or recommendation. Investec Wealth and Investment International, a member of the JSC Equity, Equity Derivatives, Currency Derivatives, Bond Derivatives and Interest Rate Derivatives Markets, an authorized financial services provider and a registered credit provider.